Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody asks you why, I'm here to ask why not. So sit back and relax or walk and listen and join me on this journey as we try to answer this never-ending question. What makes people say why not? Hi guys, welcome back to Why Not. Today I have the lovely Carly Sterling on the podcast with me today. So Carly is a social media content creator and she works primarily with the Grassroots Gazette and also Equitas. So she makes some fantastic content. But she didn't always intend to go down this role and it was something, not that she fell into, but something she maybe not expected seeing herself um, going in. And it's really interesting, one, to hear the backstory of everything. So seeing what's going on behind the scenes in a big media brand, the stuff that we don't see. And also just like great to show that you don't have to necessarily have done a degree or specialised in media to be able to make a career out of it. So I hope you enjoy this, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Why Not? So today I have another guest for you. I have content creator extraordinaire Carly Sterling. So if you follow the Grassroots Gazette or Equitas, you may have seen some of the amazing videos she puts together. But with that, I just want to say welcome to the podcast, Carly. How are you? Thank you very much. I am very good. Thank you. So tell me what you do, who you are, what you do, Carly. So I make content for social media for the Grassroots Gazette and a bit for Equitas as well. So that really just kind of entails I make videos, take photos. I just kind of I make the, the pages look pretty and stuff. And um, a lot of it is down to telling a story through my work. So like, for example, with the Grassroots Gazette, you know, it's all about the community and the team, et cetera, behind building this community. So I am behind the scenes with my little camera to capture all of that and yeah, tell a story across the social media. Yeah, I love that, say, telling the story. So the thing, I suppose, we always see the finished project. project, And uh, this is the reason I want to talk to you, because you are kind of behind it, creating everything. What is, like, like, what is the process for creating these kind of things? Do you start with an idea in mind, or do you just kind of see what happens? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd say it kind of varies. Like, it depends, like, what kind of place I'm going to. Like, I always go to an event or something with, like, an idea in mind of what I want to capture or what I need to get just to obviously make sure that I'm filmed enough to make content from. So that's always in the back of my mind. Like, so I usually do up, like, a little shot list of everything that I need to film. Like, there's important people there that I need to make sure they have interviews, etc. Um, just bits and bits like that. But, like, obviously, then you've obviously got, like, the stuff that happens on the go. Like, the real um like the camaraderie of the place or you know like just little snippets of people chatting away like that you what you can't you can't predict you know so like there's always bits that go in and I always find that it kind of just adds the to the emotion to the story I'm telling so I have my baseline of the story I want to tell so I've kind of got my beginning my middle and my end and then all the bits in between just kind of fluff it up a bit and just make it look pretty you know what I mean so yeah that's kind of like the, the rundown of it and like my thought process behind making all the content yeah I love that and I love to like you know see that there is kind of a structure to it not to say that there wouldn't be but I suppose kind of let's take it back a little bit first is this something you always wanted to do? Funny enough actually no <laughs> so my whole life um 
I've always wanted to work with horses. Like I've been horse mad my entire life since I was eight years old. First got on a horse, I was like, "Yeah, this is me. I'm solid for life." <laughs> so yeah, I went to I went to equine college and everything. I studied equine science, and I was convinced like this is my dreams, my passion. I've always wanted to do something. What what I wanted to do with horses now was kind of like open to just trying things and see what I liked because I didn't really know. I wanted to kind of produce horses at first, but then I was like the facilities I have it would be quite difficult to actually make a living from that um and then I was like well I could always go into maybe physiotherapy kind of that route or something kind of tried a bit of everything and I started out working as a stable hand and I was kind of helping kids with lessons and all that and stuff and I was planning on doing my BHS stages and um I was working for about a year and it kind of just got to the point where I was just like it's kind of taken the love of the hobby for me you know like everyone always says don't turn your hobby into your job like and I was like you know it's horses like what do you mean like I'm always gonna love it like but do you know what it's actually true like it actually really kind of sucked the passion out of riding like whenever I got on Nova then my horse she just felt like an extension of my job like it didn't feel like there was no separation of job and relaxation and my hobby so I was kind of like maybe this isn't the way to do it like if I'm gonna like I'm I'm getting by but it's not something like I'm, I'm losing passion for it and I didn't like that so I was like I'll take a step back and I'll just kind of I, I started working in sales I trust I've tried a bit of everything I was kind of in that awkward phase in my 20s where I was like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing but sure look I'll just try things and find out like <laughs> so, this one's good honest to god like honest to god so then yeah I kind of worked in sales for a bit and I was like not really into this either it was fun and all but it doesn't it doesn't really suit me and I was like after that I was kind of like I've always wanted to work for myself but I've always been like I've always wanted to eventually work for myself or do something that's like creative I've always been a very creative person I've always loved taking photos or I've loved drawing always been creative um and then I went to the Irish Pony Show, the the spring show last year. That was my first ever event going with the Grassroots Cadet. And I took some photos and videos for them. And I just, I absolutely loved it. I was like, oh my God, I was like, where has this been? I was like, <laughs> I think I found it. This is my calling. Like, I would just absolutely love taking all the videos and being able to see everyone like, and capture those special memories just really kind of like, it really warms the heart like you know especially when it's all the kids in that phone show and some of them are going to the first ever show I was like I'm I am able to capture all this and like make a memory for someone like it's just beautiful so yeah and then it kind of went from there and then started working with the grassroots gazette then from that and doing the social media stuff from there and obviously the rider academy came along and that was again an even more of a boost of how great I was, ha- I was just having so much fun I just love that I can have fun with it and I think that was kind of what sold me on being then the social media content creator yeah um it's interesting you're saying about like capturing the moment and it is it really is a talent to be able to catch those things like you have to have an eye for it. like you can do all the learning but is there anything when you're out there that you're like this is this is something I have to capture right now oh sometimes there is you know especially like at horse shows and that like you might just see um like a real hot woman conversation between like let's say like like teens show jumping or something and you usually get the parents that come with them and help them like obviously groom and that for the horses and you might see they've just won around and there's like you, you kind of some people don't see when you go back to then the trailer and there's a young girl or a young lad that's just absolutely over the moon with winning and they're like giving the pony or the hugs and the pats and they're all giving the pony treats and all like I think that's what it's just like I love capturing those moments that people can't see in the ring. I love the stuff that happens outside of the ring. 
Yeah, because like the ring, I suppose, is the com- culmination of all that hard work. And I think as well, as you're that person in behind the scenes, you know the amount of work mm-hmm. it gets there. So sometimes it's just really nice. And I know you're saying about girls and boys, but like you see it at all levels, don't you? Like All like- levels, absolutely all levels. Like, sure, you can even see it on like, you know, when you go watch, um, let's say, like the FBI page, I know sometimes they post stuff like, you know, behind the scenes of like, um, what was the same um was it austin was it the one at the maryland and oh, he, austin O'Connor. yeah yeah and he was just absolutely over the moon and someone captured like a really hot one scene he was just like hugging the horse to death and i was like that is just it just makes you realize that especially at any level you're at the look for the horse is always there no matter what level yeah no it is and it's they are like truly just they're not just uh i suppose uh a piece of equipment are they yeah, yeah that's it like you know they're not just the machine and like everyone's always got a passion somewhere you know whether that's shown or not like it's nice being able to have the camera to capture those moments because especially when you see all the big riders as well like on tv and that like you only get to see the rounds you don't really get to know them as a person as such you get to see them as a rider not as a person so being that person like with a little helmet behind the scenes capturing like you know like the you get to see little snippets of like how the relationship is with their horse etc and the team all the stuff like that like you even see the likes of Laura Collett with her groom like the, the bond that those two share is just absolutely phenomenal like they are literally like best friends and it's so nice to see you think social media has kind of helped that be shown a bit more I think so I think over the years it's it's changed like I think it went from a big like kind of advertising kind of setup with a lot of like businesses and stuff with like set on advertising and then I've noticed people now like the way the marketing's changed it's gone towards more like your business can like to advertise your business you want to advertise what is it like who is it that you are as a company and the people behind the company more so than the products that you're selling or whatever the service that you're given do you know like I've noticed that a lot over the years that more people are interested in the story you have to tell than what you have to tell that's interesting why do you think that is you know um I in my mind I think it could be to do with like as well with the obviously with time gone on with Netflix and all and like people love watching like mini series and stuff and you know people by nature are nosy that's just about like people by nature are nosy they love knowing what's going on and the behind the scenes and stuff like as much as they love to see the big stuff like the, the actual event itself but like I think it just it's that little bit of extra knowledge and nosiness like oh what's happening behind the scenes like it's like I think that's just what has changed over the years and like that as I said with Netflix and all watching series and watching stories all the time like because you know back in the day you used to you know like go to the cinema or you know buy a cd like but now it's just so readily available you can watch an entire series on your phone like (laughs) so I think that's probably as well that has something to do with it yeah that's true Um, you make a really good point there and when you started doing work with the grassroots how did that come about um I think it kind of really to be fair it's such fun it so I was like I didn't mind going to the odd show like I said I went to the Irish Pony show there last year in spring and um I was kind of like just doing bits and bobs here and there like when I had the time I was like oh I can do you a quick video if you want like and Shane just was like you know these these are great videos and that like he was just like you should probably look into doing something like if you want to like take this further etc and actually at that point I was unemployed I was struggling to find a job <laughs> I, so I live in Leitrim like it's just, like the amount of jobs here is zero to none like it's <laughs> I live in the sticks so that's another thing that makes it quite difficult 
to get a job and I also hadn't passed my driving test yet so traveling to get a job was also another struggle so I was like I'm gonna try and either I was thinking about setting up my own business like then and there I was thinking about doing the social media just off the bat setting up as a freelance but then I was like but like who like how, how do I build the clients and stuff I, I wasn't quite ready for that stage yeah do you know like I was very too fresh into it so I, I chatted to Shane and I was like um you know like I, I'd, I'm looking for a job like is even if it's part-time I would really really love to work for the grassroots gazette and Shane was like leave it with me I'll have a take about it we'll have a look at it and yeah and ended up doing an interview with them etc and he was like yeah we'll take you on board it was great absolutely loved it and I just love how well me and Shane got on as well like it's it's nice to be able to work for someone that you get on with you know like and it's it's it just adds that like extra touch to a job you know like you know money can be great and all but if you don't get on with your boss like then is it worth it like <laughs> yeah no it is it makes a huge difference it, a huge huge difference um I've worked in loads of different places and the difference between being with someone who is supportive and like there's no problem with them you know calling you out when you do something wrong and stuff like that but when you yeah. know they have your back it makes a huge difference compared to someone who is not like that and uh oh 100 like 100 it just makes you kind of it, it builds that work ethic a bit because I think as well when you work with someone that's kind of always negative you know like it's kind of like then like it makes you negative like you want to be able to lift like to me an employer and should be a leader and a leader should be someone that inspires you to do better if that person is not inspiring you to do better then what are you exactly are you working for then like you know um I've worked in a lot of places where like there's not much pathway to go up the ladder or like you know they're kind of stuck at the bottom and they don't want you to move up from the bottom and you know it's like well kind of for business perspective like you should kind of cherish those people at the bottom to lift them up because then they're going to be eventually the people that are at the top aren't always going to be there you know so like I think it is like just business structure and all that like I'm not getting into too much detail because I don't even know the depths of it I only know the baseline of it. like I don't own a business so <laughs> but that's just talking from what I've seen from working in so many different places and my parents are business people as well so like you know I've had I've had a lot of um exposure to businesses so what you're saying there as well like you know if you have no like chance of progression why would you put your whole effort into it like exactly like it makes you like what's the point like you know like if you and you know like it just it just gives you that drive like if you have no drive to go somewhere like what like you're just gonna be stuck in stop aren't you like you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna want to do anything like why go the extra mile when there's there's nothing coming out of it yeah and I suppose you're like the way you're talking about like you know doing that first show and everything and your progression to where you are now like that's all happening less than a year so <laughs> what has that been like you know what it's actually been like I think sometimes I don't realize it until I look back like just that actually that they I've been recently putting up um, throwbacks for the pony show last year and I was like looking at the stuff I filmed then and the content I made back then and I was like that's actually so different like I was like <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't really you don't realize it until you take a minute and take a step back and have a look at the broader picture it's like I always look at like something I've made last week or something and I'm like oh yeah it's a little bit better I suppose like what like when you actually look at me a year ago the difference is uncanny like it's unbelievable and to be fair, it's, I, I do like I'm quite proud of myself like I don't I've never done a college course in this I've never took a college course in design or nothing I've just learned everything from google and trial and error like you know just watching youtube videos like same with my camera you know I just learned as much as I can from my dad and he learns as well from youtube etc so it's like you know, the, the good, internet's a beautiful place that like, you can learn like beyond things on the internet and it's great like it's absolutely great 
Yeah, no, it is. There's there's so much out there. And as someone who, no, I don't know. I did it 10 years ago, right? I did a media degree. And half the stuff that I learned, I probably could have learned on the internet now. Like, you know, there was more. Yeah, that, that can happen. Like, you know, like, especially with um the likes of like techie kind of colleges and stuff. If you're doing something in tech, like the majority of it, you could learn on that. Like, but I suppose as well, what I find, like even when I went to Equine College, like a lot of it, I already knew just from watching TV shows or something or watching YouTube and stuff. But I think it just added that extra little bit of knowledge to know what to search for. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I find you get, if you're trying to learn online, you get stuck in this rut of like, like I know what I need to know, but I don't know how to search what I need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know the words to put into Google to give you the answer. Like, do you know what I mean? And I do mm-hmm. find college is good for that. Like it just kind of, they've got the curriculum and all, but like to the best part of it now like you have the likes of you to me and stuff like you have online courses and that like there's a world of knowledge out there for like and it's not that expensive either like you know a lot of them um if you're not looking for a piece of paper to tell you i've done this it's cheap <laughs> yeah we've paid like three grand a year to be able to tell you yeah. at the end of it what the definition of culture is yeah <laughs> it's mad like yeah no it's it's unreal and the Ryder Academy, that was like a massive project. Huge. What was it like being a part of that? Oh, Jesus Christ. Like that was, uh, if I, I I think about it every day. I, <laughs> it was a phenomenal experience, like to be able to pull off a project of that scale. And we had every single person in the room had only done this for the first time. Mm. And the fact that we pulled it off, we got over two and a half million views. It was absolutely incredible do you know like especially even myself I, I just arrived up and I was expecting to do um social media and stuff behind the scenes but then James ended up coming out with this big proper fancy looking expensive camera it's like hey, you can record I was like what it's <laughs> like are you sure it's like yeah sure like you know I've seen you with the camera you know the basics you can hit record you can zoom in and out and you know you light and go ahead I was like great <laughs> off I went <laughs> with uh, one of those proper like fancy cameras and I was away and James was absolutely incredible as well for uh, taking time out where he could to teach me stuff as well like I think not only was it such a memorable experience just one watching the riders being a part of the whole team the community everything the whole project and obviously meeting Lucinda Fredericks like <laughs> come on like <laughs> absolute legend my absolute idol like um and Tyker as well and Dane and Jeff Billington like it was and Joseph Murphy like that was even just a shock like but just being able to as well have learned so much in just a few days was absolutely incredible like I will always cherish that in my heart like not only was it as I said like a memorable experience I learned so much and just the fact that like the whole team was together like bouncing ideas off each other helping each other and I think it was just a real eye-opener like what the grassroots can do and what the community and the team are capable of and it was incredible absolutely incredible what would you say was your biggest learning from that well my biggest learning would I would definitely say is being more confident in myself like I kind of went in with like just like you know I take a few videos on my phone maybe pop out the camera here and there and then James obviously handed me the big camera and I was like oh <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing with this level yet but should I give it a go like I think that's what really inspired me as well and I learned so much just watching the riders just give it a go like just the, what's the worst that can happen it goes wrong but you're lucky tried do you know like you look you tried so 
I think it was one of the biggest learning things I took on the Rider Academy, watching the riders just give it a go on the cross-country course, giving it a go with everything. You know, James coming up with uh, um, like a shot he has in mind with the cameras, right, let's give this a go. Um, the interviews, let's give this a go. And we all just did it and it it worked. It worked. Like, do you know, so just I think that was the biggest learning thing. Just be more confident in yourself and just give it a go. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. And um, so you, basically, you are the first, say, official member of staff in the grassroots, aren't you? I am, yeah. Um, and <laughs> what did it feel like to get that call and be like, you're in? Oh, I tell you, it was so hard to keep my composure. I remember Shane rang me and I was like, hello. And he's like, I have some news for you. And I was like, okay, what kind of news? Because I was like, this, this could be the, the terrible news or the good news. Like, <laughs> you know, like, nobody's tone of voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, it's definitely good news, but I don't know. Shane's, Shane's a bit like sneaky here and there. Like, it's like, he loved, loved the building the suspense. He loved the suspense. Like, and then he was like, yeah, we'd love to take you on. And I was just, uh, I was like behind the phone, like, ah. <laughs> yes, but that's like, oh, thank you very much, Shane. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Like, really, <laughs> it's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's like it's like being like the twenty-three year old me, absolutely psyched and screaming behind the phone, and then it's like professional. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I had to put the was it the phone voice on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it was it was it's just such a privilege as well to be the first hire. You know, like not only getting the job but like the fact that Shane saw something in me that I deserved this position was incredible like I think that was also a big boost in my confidence as well because I was kind of like oh but like other people can do it better like you could probably get like you know a professional in or something like someone that's been to college got a degree got the experience has a business and stuff but I think that was like a big eye opener like I, there's a case like yeah no I'm not a professional yet I'm nowhere near it but I have the potential to be and I think that's what, you know, is an eye opener as well. Like, you don't have to be there yet. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to have it all on the table right this minute. You know, like, as long as you have the work ethic and the plan ahead, you can make it there. Yeah. But technically, Nick, I know you say you're not a professional yet, but you are a professional now. I mean, <sighs> See, I think that's I think that's just me again. Like I'm yeah. always like I always like to downplay myself. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm okay in it, like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I think I'm still I think it's one of them as well. It's because like, social media is always changing. There's always something new. It's the internet, like you're always gonna be learning. Oh, and I think that's why I love it so much as well. I'm such a person that loves to learn. Like I just I've always wanted to I'm always Googling something, I'm always looking for answers. I've always been like that since I was a kid, like. And I think that's why I love social media so much because it's forever changing. Media news forever changes. There's always something new, always something new to try. There's new tech, there's new AI. You know, it's it's great. Like, but, yeah. I mean, I suppose like I would say, I mean, professional, nearly there maybe. <laughs> well, like it's it's your job, so that I know makes you a professional. Job, <laughs> I, you I know? call it mid level. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've seen, I think I just compare myself as well to other people as a lot as well. I think that's one of my flaws. I compare myself, and I see like obviously big companies that have been doing it for years and end, and like, I'm like, can I create that? Probably not. I can make something that looks close, but it won't look the same. It'll be close. Like, yeah. But then, yeah, like, do they have extra tech and everything like that as well? That's true. That is true. Like, I think yeah, I do. I do tend to compare myself a lot, and I think that's just one of my little flaws that I need to work on. That's all yeah. right. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Just remember, remember you are a professional. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind, Chrissy. I'll put that. Chrissy said I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chrissy, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> keep it in mind <laughs> I love what you say about the media and social media constantly changing because that's one thing as well I love about the media because there's always something new happening there's always something changing and on top of that like you know you may like you still get to work with ponies all the time it's, that is honestly is all when I was at the pony show and I had a camera in my hand I was like I am around like as I said I want to work with horses my whole life and I love being behind the camera I was like this is combined in the two I was like why didn't I think of this sooner I was like I'm taking pictures of pretty ponies I'm like <laughs> this is brilliant like <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's actually really nice to be able to, like combine the two passions and as I said like I st- it doesn't take the love out of the riding for me like I still have enough energy and I still have enough time to be able to enjoy my horses and go ride and like have a like a goal to like maybe go compete and stuff like at the minute I'm doing um an at-home dressage league which is brilliant because like I don't have a trailer at the minute but it's still like competing but yeah. just from my arena I take a video and I'm still in a league and they're still competing against people which is absolutely brilliant absolutely love it so it's just given me that bit of a it's a great confidence boost as well because like I've always been a bit of a strong competing I'm always that one person that like gets to the ring and I'm like I've forgotten everything <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and I've never really competed much growing up like I've only ever been to like local shows and doing a couple of play rounds like I've never ever stepped foot in like a big arena nothing like that never been to cabin nothing like that um so yeah, yeah I think this year this year now we might change that might change that <laughs> we're getting there we're getting there and I think as well owning a thoroughbred also puts like a you need to be extra cautious you have to put a couple of extra steps in there just in case I bite. <laughs> <laughs> just to be sure like I was saying to Shane like I'd love to see more hunter trials do you know the way you can go just do a cross country and yeah. there's no there's no shoulder up and there's no dressage I was like yeah because I need to test out each discipline and make sure I can do all three in one day without dying <laughs> oh, <is that laughs> just don't throw me in the deep end and do all three in one day because I don't know how that's gonna end like <laughs> we could dressage could become show jumping etc like, <laughs> we could be jumping the planks you know but yeah that's basically it and Nova's a young horse as well isn't she she is quite young yeah she's she'd be oh she's seven or eight I think she's turning eight this year she'll be eight in May so she's still kind of but she was very slowly brought on like with me in college and that like she was very on and off so she's kind of like she's eight but with the mind of a six-year-old like she's okay. kind of like back there a bit like what what's it like being being that person in charge of bringing her on? No, it's it's been a journey. It's been it's been a very difficult journey. I can't lie. Like there's been multiple times. I I think some people as well don't share the brutal honest truth of how the the guilt that you feel of wanting to sell a horse that you've brought up from. You know, I had her since she was six months old, and I was like, I think she's too much for me. I don't think I'm gonna be able to keep it up. Like it's, she's a lot. Like she's she went through a phase of rearing and stuff and I was like I was terrified to get on her and I was like I just think she'd be better off as someone that has the confidence and like the guilt that comes with that like is on it oh it felt awful but I just felt like it was for the best and every time I put the ad up I couldn't go through with it I was like no I, I can't I can't do it I just can't I can't sell it like I can't do it and I take down the ad and then um when I was living in Kildare <clears throat> um I ended up obviously getting the different job with the sales and I wasn't driving and I ended up moving house and it was very difficult to go and see it and I had to come up with an adult decision of is this viable to I can't afford it like do you know mm. and I was like I have a choice to either move back home with my parents because every yard here at home or put her on loan so I had a few people out for try out on loan 
and just like she was she's a very quirky horse just to put it that way <laughs> and everyone like loved her but just wasn't quite like yeah like she's great but just not for me and i'd like mm-hmm. Yeah, to fair, don't blame you. Like, I mean, she's 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 a very specific kind of <laughs> time. <laughs> she's she's very unique. <laughs> but um, then I was kind of like, didn't end up liking the job anyway. And I was like, why why am I absolutely just making myself miserable for a job that I don't even see? Like, I I was literally just keeping it just to keep my independence. I'd moved out from home, so I was like just trying to be an independent adult but it was it was very much scraping pennies and struggling right yeah. <laughs> struggling for independence so I was like I don't know why I'm doing this so I ended up moving back home with my parents and I think like that's another thing being in like your early 20s mid-20s it's kind of like oh god I'm gonna move back home with my parents like oh like yeah I've been there <laughs> it's such a like oh like is this a bad thing like is, is that like a so embarrassing I'm moving back home with my parents like it's like after just living away I just like failed as an adult and I have to move back home with my parents but like <laughs> but it's not that at all I think it was just actually taking an adult decision that this isn't financially suitable this isn't healthy this is just the, the, what's the point do you know like I can mm. take a step back move back home for a bit and do something else and build myself up again like I think some people as well like need to not worry about taking a step back to see the bigger picture you know like it's not necessarily a failure it's not a complete utter crash to the ground it is literally just being like whoa I need to breathe for a minute like (laughs) and I think that's what it was so I moved back home took over with me and yeah we've just kind of been doing doing training shows and stuff ever since and trying to get back up there she's I think we're we're on a we're on a good we're on a good streak at the minute. She's not tried to kill me in the last six months. So she's... Always ideal. <laughs> and I think just being a mare as well just adds to it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, she's we've been doing great. Like, I mean, sure, I've had it since the sixth month old. I think I've gotten to the point now where I was like, do you know what? If you do try and kill me again, I just brew mare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I'll make use of you. <laughs> yeah, I'll make use of you somehow. Like. <laughs> Um, what was the turning point would you say where you went no actually I can take her on I think it was I was we had like a little bit of a breakthrough moment I think it was like we're really struggling for ages just she was so spooky and once she got spooked that was it she just wouldn't settle down like she would just stay like in this freaked state of mind for ages and um I ended up just taking things real slow with her I tried a bit of natural horsemanship with her trying to try and literally everything I could bring up on you know just to see what would help uh, but did a bit of natural horsemanship that did help to be fair it, it helped a lot like I was able to walk her around like she had really bad separation anxiety from my other map pearl and whenever I'd walk to like halfway down the lane she'd start freaking out because she's too far away <laughs> so the natural horsemanship helped in other aspects but I found that it wasn't really correlated to the riding aspect it was helping millions of miles on the ground but just riding was still up there and then we ended up moving then to Kildare and I ended up getting a lot of lessons and stuff from a BHS coach who's I think it's I think it's BHS I or something I I something like the top of the top BHS level I, I don't know what it's called but it was very very accredited BHS coach and I think the change of scenery and obviously as well being away being taken away from Pearl so she couldn't have the separation anxiety being put in like a herd environment because obviously having her since she was six months old and then 
she moved into my house which I only had one other horse it was very easy to just bond her she didn't she didn't get put into her dynamic she went from straight to mom to like nanny it was like yeah. <laughs> she was just glued to nanny yeah and I think she just needed a kind of to be learn how to be a horse in her environment so I think that really helped her I think that was her turning point to mature a bit and kind of experience new things and we went to a couple of um clinics and stuff for a couple of lessons away from the yard and that and I think that just all those exposures I think the best thing you can do for a horse as well is to not be afraid to expose them to stuff no matter the reaction as long as you're not putting yourself into some crazy dangerous situation like I always knew she was like she's gonna react but you know I just manage it as best as I can and yeah. I think that was just the turning point for her and then she got calmer and calmer because she'd been exposed to more and more stuff and she was like, you know what, this is actually, I'm not going to die. I'm okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was a real turning point. We started really enjoying ourselves. We were doing lessons every week with the yard and we were just going great. Like I didn't even compete for the whole year. I was just, it'd been, it was nice to be able to just enjoy it and have lessons and go jumping. Like we had real issues jumping as well. Like I think just being a thoroughbred, she's got like eight legs. <laughs> she just, I tell you, I swear to God, Chrissy, I will send you a photo of what she used to jump like. She used to try and trot through a cross ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good coordination. Eight legs, couldn't jump at all. Like I had to teach her how to jump and lift two legs off the floor. <laughs> and that took a long time as well. But again, great help from the yard I was working at and just all come with time. And but I think patience is the key as well like you'd always see on social media as well that this is why I do have a love-hate relationship with social media I think that's just from the type of person I am and again comparing myself I'd always see people with other young horses that like her age going to you know age classes and stuff jumping 120 or something and I'm like oh, well and they like I've seen I've watched that horse's journey from like being broken up to the age classes I'm like how did they do that so easy and like is there something I'm doing wrong and then I start dating myself like oh Jesus like I've completely messed her up like yeah. <laughs> but then like every horse is their own they all have their own personalities they all just take their own time and I think she was just one of those that just needed her own time to come into us own skin yeah no you're right and it is it is completely different and it's it's very easy you, you don't like you might see those horses in the age class but we haven't I'm sure they haven't shown you this 10 times the horse dumped them one day yeah. That is true. That's very true. Yeah, they don't show you as much the the real bad days. Like they'll show you the bad off days, but not the like really bad days where you just like. There's been even still now like there's still days where I've done practice of dressage tests, and I'm like, that just went horribly. Like she's just not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. We both just just flopped. Like and I think now I'm taking as it's a bad day, not a bad forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bad day we'll try again another day and don't I used to kind of real hang on and weigh on the bad days like that's it no we're terrible we're quitting the class that's it we're done never do dress out again I'm hacking from now on like yeah <laughs> but no it's just a bad day you just have to keep going and like I have to take remind myself as well to take the little wins like even still now like I still do an intro like I like I've been riding since I was eight but we tried a prelim league and we were kind of like getting average scores like we just quite like the schooling level just wasn't quite there yet like it was a little bit messy here and there and sure it's my first ever time doing dressage like yeah <laughs> so I was like Joe what we'll step into the intro class like so what we're not like it's intro that's what it's for it's you know level you up and that's why I do a little bit of dressage is being able to like go through levels and get the judges feedback and stuff and you can see by your scores when you're ready to move up so I went back into intro I was like well we'll focus on the walk and trot because we kind of still have issues with like working in a consistent frame she's just one of them horses I think that's just the thought of her thing she's just like 
what's that over there? And like just list the head off. She's just so distracted. Like he just <laughs> ADHD pony. Yeah, literally, she is so distracted, but we've been really working on it and our scores have been slightly increasing every week and like I think the first time I was kinda like, Yeah, I'll definitely get first place next week. I was like, but they setting my scores too high. I set my standards a bit too high and looking at the time frame and actually how much effort and time and training I was putting in to get those results. So I was like, so yeah, I probably should be training more and probably get an instructor to be able to get the kind of skills I'm looking for. I'm putting, I'm being too hard on myself. Like, I should be taking the fact that I am, I don't have a trainer. I don't, I don't have lessons. And like, you know, I live in Leitrim, very minimal coaches here. <laughs> Everybody has to travel one from the bottom of the country up here, like to get one. But like, We've done that ourselves. Like I have bought so many books on dressage just to like read up on and learn and how to incorporate it into my riding and stuff. It's like I have to, you know, give myself a pat on the back for that. Like we've improved our scores without any training and we're getting somewhere. Just because it's not going a hundred mile an hour trajectory doesn't mean we're not improving. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as well, like it shows it shows progression, the fact that you were able to make that decision to step down to intro because you go, you're knowing that it's going to be better for both of you in the long run. You know, it's like that thing you were saying about moving back, you're stepping back to step forward. Yeah, yeah. As opposed yeah. to, it's not a failure, it's not, and that takes a, like a really, really strong like mindset to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people be like, oh, I'm not stepping back to intro, like, that's like, like it's the way we tell so beginners, like, I've been riding since I eight, like, it's just, I go by the horse. It's not about me, it's about the horse. Like, it's she's not happy. We're not feeling that. What's, what's the point in putting ourselves through hardship and torture of trying to do prelim when we're not ready yet? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I think it is just more so you have to look at it from a bigger point of view and not just the one end goal. Like, a lot of times, as well, I think when you put yourself into that mindset of always looking at the end goal, you don't look at the steps around and the little off paths that it takes to get to that end goal because it's never a straight road. It's never a straight road. Like, you have to look at, okay, what other options can I take to get to my end goal? Like, it might not be a left, it might be a right this time. You know, it's you have to kind of look at it that way. Yeah, and you made the really good point there as well, saying that, like, you know, you've been riding since you're eight, but, like, it's about the horse. Like, Nova wasn't even a twinkle in her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they the even thought of Nova possibly, like, Nova's parents were possibly not even alive when you started, um, yeah, started yeah. riding. So it's, not about you it's about her mm -hmm. yeah no definitely like I, as I, said, I have an older man so she's like she's well school much just like we yeah, she's very old like we did pre and um when i was, I was doing pre on her while i was in intro with nova yeah. you know like and that is like we were getting like second place in prelim with her and it was like you know getting third place with nova in intro it was like she goes by the horse it's like she's just not quite at that she's just not quite ready yet and i'm pushing her too hard she's what she's one of those you have to be patient with and she, she's, a, she's a gentle little soul <laughs> she's like she's a bit like but she's also very stubborn she's like trying to push things too fast and too hard she doesn't quite understand it she will throw a tantrum she will literally throw a tantrum she's like i don't get it i'm not moving <laughs> i don't i don't understand what you're asking me I'm like, <laughs> yeah mom leave me alone <laughs> yeah yeah literally she's like no that's too difficult so i just have to kind of introduce it slowly like I'm like look you can do it like look you can do just a nice pretty circles in trot we're not going to canter as well she's a thorough where she gets very excited in canter i actually had one test where she did a huge book <laughs> judge but very exuberant transition to canter <laughs> so yeah that seems very right <laughs> i love that that's such a good uh... yeah it's such a good description like yeah very exuberant indeed. 
<laughs> she really wants to show her a true, a true transition to Canto. She's like, look, I can use all four legs to go into Canto. <laughs> I love that. Do you think um the work with horses has like helped you in your work with the media creation? I think so. I think it's mainly, especially because as well, like going to video, like horse events and stuff like, I think it's just helped from like a business perspective because obviously being an employee you kind of see the nights of a bit of business inherent run and stuff like that and I think it has helped me a bit with social media and also just contacts as well I think just like obviously building relationships with people that um like that when I went to the Wild Atlantic Dressers Festival I saw um a woman there uh, Miriam Bunter who I used to look after her horse at the yard I was working at and it was nice to be able to make that connection. I got asked for an interview and stuff, and it was great. Like, it was, do you make a little link here? And I'd, it, it was very nice. Like, I think just getting to know people and all that, I think that's how it's helped me social media. And as well, just, I've always kind of been like, I've never been too shy, but I've always been a little bit like socially anxious and putting myself into uncomfortable environments where I knew I'd be socially anxious. It helped me overcome it. Like that working in sales, I would have never pictured myself working in sales and having to talk to people for a job like and answering phone calls and stuff like that was my worst nightmare but I was like do you know what like yeah I may as well try it like you know it's coming out of comfort zone because I'm that's something I'm gonna have to do no matter where I, what I do I'm gonna have to learn how to talk to people so I think that's where it's helped a lot is working with different environments and with social media I'm comfortable now to go up to people ask for stuff do you mind if I take a photo do you mind if you get an interview etc or if I do do an interview I'm okay asking questions and stuff so yeah I think it's it's all about, I think it's very much people skills. I think it's helped me with as a whole broad spectrum. Yeah, and I think as well, like, obviously, being in horses, you know, it's always easy. You can always default back to ask about the horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. <laughs> I found that a lot easier with dealing with stuff like that or interviewing people when it comes to that kind of thing, because you can always just be like, so tell me about your pony, and they will tell you. Yeah, they'll talk to you for so, 20 minutes yeah, about the horse. Great. <laughs> it's great. Like, I think also the questions so I love the way Warren put it in one of the interviews that she did with Shane it was like also questions we'll literally talk about our horses till we sound blue in the face it's like you are dead right we literally would talk about horses and like until you said someone said stop and even at that point we'll probably still keep going yeah <laughs> which is it is great being able to combine the two like as you said like go on interview people you know off of that it can be like you know how to get into horses it's like it is it is great to be able to and also like being a horse person as well and being able to like it turns into almost like a chit chat and it's just, yeah. it doesn't feel as formal it kind of and it helps the other person relax as well I think that's why I do find I'm in a bit of an advantage being a horse person and working in social media for a horse company that when I go to places like this I kind of and as well like knowing what shots to get for like I know when the horse is looking nice and stuff but like I, I know when to capture those moments like the way a horse is going like I know that kind of stuff and all that so I think that's kind of like it's given me a bit of a, an advantage of what I do yeah it absolutely it absolutely does help and um, because it is so complex having that eye to know what what people are looking for yeah 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 it like makes content more like engagement with, like you know i know that nova's really bad for sometimes just sticking her tongue out randomly like, <laughs> and then it's like this head up in the air it's like it's a dress off test and she's here with the head up in the air and like something out just not paying attention like yeah no please do not upload that for the long run like <laughs> Like I think if I saw someone uploading a photo of me like that with no, I'd be like, oh Jesus Christ! But, but it, you know <laughs> it won't surprise me. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is not what I want online. Yeah, no. <laughs> At least look pretty, lover. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah no that's true and so what's next for the coming up in this year like what have you got have you got good plans or to be fair, I think I'm just maybe looking forward to season two of the Ryder Academy. Like, I'm just absolutely buzzing for that. <laughs> um, but what else? We're going to the Pony Show, the Irish Pony Society Show again in spring, uh, April 4th, which I'm really excited about as well. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, it'd just be mainly graphic expense. I don't know much else to write the year other than those. But um, I'm excited to see what it brings anyway. I just want to... Well, one thing I'm very looking forward to is what I'm currently saving for a new camera. So that's my little tech geek side of me. I'm <laughs> really excited to try out some new stuff and new tech and all. So yeah, it's kind of just take it as it comes and enjoy the year and enjoy my dog and learn as much as I can. Yeah, that's brilliant. So anyway, I think that is pretty much everything I have to ask you, Carly. However, there is one um question I like to ask everybody at the end of the podcast, and that is... What is the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, the best advice I've ever been given. I would say the best advice I've ever been given is just absolutely be brave and be bold and be relentless. Just don't back away from a challenge. Like, don't be scared. Just just do it. As I said, just don't try it. What's the worst that can happen? Just, you know, if you fail, it's not really a fail. It's you learn from mistakes. So, yeah, just go try it. I love that. There's kind of been a bit of a running theme in that. Like you won't have noticed, but in in your answers, there's been a lot of that kind of <laughs> through it. So um, it's absolutely perfect way to kind of close out the podcast. But oh, yeah. before you go as well, Carly, where can everybody find you if they want to keep up with you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at cs underscore fyn underscore. And that's where I kind of, I try to post as much as I can, but like, you know, just, I think as well, that's my flaw as being a social media kind of content creator for other companies. I forget that I also have a social media. <laughs> I spent so much time posting for other people. I forget to post on my own account. But yeah, that's it's so hard funny. to do both. It's so hard to do both. I know. Like I constantly forget that I am also an account too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. If you want to keep up to date with what I'm doing, you can either follow the Grassroots Gazette or follow myself at CSX One. Yeah. Um, and you'll see some really cool content on both and also lots of pictures of Nova who is gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> and as ever guys if you want to find me you can find me on Instagram or TikTok so on Instagram it's at strong in the saddle underscore and then TikTok it's just at strong in the saddle and then my website is www.chrissyhawkins.com and then yeah I just want to say thanks again for joining us today Carly thank you very much for having me I've had a great time I really do appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. So if you please could help me with the algorithm and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And even, you know, if you want to reach out and suggest topics for me, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Drop me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. And thanks again for listening. Mm -hmm.